Welcome to the IDP Guys podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hungarter at IDP Hunters. I am a writer over at the Fancy Six Pack and at IDP Guys. I'm also an ECR ranker on Fantasy Pros. Uh, tonight, we're going to do what we usually do is the IDP uh, rankings for week 10. My co host is Jamie Perot, and he returns back. Because tonight we're going to do it a little different. We're going to go over some of the players. We're going to highlight some that we, we don't always get to here. But I want to be a little bit more intimate with the audience. And I want to talk more about the fan mailbag that we have. And some answer some of your questions, guys. How you doing tonight, Jamie? Oh, I'm doing great. I was grooving to that music. I love it. <laughs> it puts me in the mood. <laughs> the mood to do this. <laughs> not to move for anything else but move to do this <laughs> hey so what have you been up to uh not much uh still going for two we do the sunday morning start sit show at nine or uh starts at 11 30 mm-hmm. eastern time and then we do the tuesday night cheat sheet starting at 9 30 every tuesday night so and i also do a Start sit thread on my Facebook group. It's uh, called Fancy Football Discussion. We have over forty thousand members, so I like to give the members uh, kind of a thread that where I can go through Saturday night after I get my rankings set and just answer all the questions. And it works out a lot. Like I, I'm at like a ninety percent start rate. Awesome, awesome. So uh, Jamie, you already know. I'm just gonna do a little. Uh repeat myself, explain to the audience, you know, for people that are new, what we do here. Um, I do my rankings based on Fantasy Pros rankings. And for those that are on Spotify that can't see my screen, I'm just going to list it to you. The solo tackles that we rank based on, it's 1.5 points. Assisted tackles at 0.75. Tackle for loss is two points. Sacks is four. Interceptions is five. Fumbles lost four and so forth and so forth. Uh, Jamie, me and you, we kind of study this, don't we? Yeah, it's pretty basic, uh, but you always have to check your league settings because if something is a variant of this and you hear Steve talking about sacks, but your sacks are worth a lot more in the leagues or tackles, you need to pay attention to that. Ain't that the truth? And that's a really good point. Um, I don't know how many people don't, don't check their scoring and they don't check their, their bylaws, and they don't check their roster form. That's the first thing I do when I draft. I'm looking for all that. You know, I want to know where the wrinkles are, so to speak, in, in the scoring. And if you guys at home have been following my podcast, I've been trying to give it all to you guys. Uh, like I've been saying, uh, you keep tuning in, you keep liking, you keep asking me smart questions. I'll answer them on the show. You guys keep listening, keep following, and I'll keep doing these, these podcasts. Um, in regards to the rankings, though, another thing I do, Jamie, I don't know if you remember from a couple weeks ago, I kind of go over the uh, the leaderboard. Um, currently, right now, we are in week nine. Um, it's been a couple weeks. I'm just catching you up. So right now, this week, I am the number two ECR ranker for IDP. And that's overall? Over everybody. So out of everybody on here, I think there's what? I don't know, 300 people. I don't know what it is, but I am number two overall for week nine. When you go for the whole season, uh, season to date, I am fourth overall. When you look at the actual points, I'm only three, 
I'm only I'm only four points away from taking second. So I am pretty close. Uh, you'll notice these rankings. I mean, it's any given Sunday. Uh, IDP guys are pretty close. You know, yeah, so, I see a, lot of, uh, a lot of smart smart people on that list. A lot of good dudes in there too. Uh, a lot of guys I've interviewed on the show. A lot of guys I'm about to interview on the show. Uh, a lot of credible people. Um, and like I was telling the audience, you know, I like. I like smart questions. I like smart thoughts. It's the only way we get better is by bringing in nuances. If there's people out in the audience or even on Spotify and they think they have a great idea or they have a great league or heck, they think their rankings are better than mine. By all means, message me. I'm on Twitter at IDP Hunter. You know, you can message me in the YouTube comments. I don't mind bringing on a, a special guest now and again. You don't have to be an analyst. There's no criteria to do this. I mean, shoot, I just started this year. But by all means, the only way we get better and grow uh, as, as an experience is by is by learning and, 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 and taking new techniques. And that's what I want to do. I, that's all I want to do is I want to show you some of the stuff, some of the stuff that I do here, guys. Uh, you want to go ahead and begin? We'll, we'll talk defensive yeah. linemen. Let's do it. All right, let me get the defensive lineman out, and we'll begin the show here. So in regards to defensive linemen, do you remember the criteria that we talk? Uh, uh, what I look for? The snap percentages, right? Yes, sir. Yes. I'm looking. I, I look have for. a – oh, good. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. No, I was just saying that's what I look for when I uh, go to pick people off waivers and everything like that. I look at the snap yeah. percentages. I look for – I got a couple things I do. Um, <clears throat> first thing I look at, I you know, obviously I mix my DL and my DTs because DTs can be so much streamable. Um, I look for snap share between 60 and 80. I do look at matchups and win rates. You'll see on my rankings, uh, you'll see a collection of different things. You'll see guys that are just straight sack-heavy dudes, or you'll see guys that are, you know, maybe they're just tackle-savvy. At the end of the list, when I'm looking at my top 14, 15, I'm just punting. I'm just seeing what, what will stick, what doesn't stick. Okay. Um, when you look at my top four this week, top four, I got Mason Crosby one, TJ Watt two, Micah Parsons three, Miles Garrett four. Uh, Jamie, it's safe to say I think everybody has it in some sort of order like that. Yeah, I could see like going against the Giants, going against the horrible Green Bay offense and the Jets, you would have to put those three above Garrett. Yeah, my number one is Miles Crosby. He's got 32 tackles on the season. That's first. That is first in the league. He's got assists with 12. That's tied for first. He's got sacks with 10. That's tied for first. Forced fumbles, one, tied for 15th. Can't win them all, right? Yeah. He's also got a 21% win rate, and he's playing the Jets. Come on, man. He's playing the Jets. What do we know about the Jets this year? The Jets are bleeding. They are bleeding at that position. They got Aaron Rodgers hurt. Let's be real. They got Aaron Rodgers hurt the first game. They cannot block. Um, so Their much offensive so. line is horrible. I even brought that up on uh, last night's uh, Chi-Chi show. That was one of my takes. Their offensive line horrible so can you see my um little screenshot I I got graph. yes i do yeah i put a graph because there's a couple interesting notes uh th this episode the jets are the third worst offensive line in football yep. look they gave up 32 sacks on the season now you're getting 
you're getting uh, Miles Crosby. This sign me up for some of that. Holy yeah, Max, cow! Max Crosby's gonna eat. There's no way he does not end up as the number one this week. There, there's no way. Not not with not what you just seen there. So you know enough on that. That one's kind of a no brainer. You said and forget it. Another good one. Another good one. I'd said and forget is T.J. Watt seven tackles, tied for 76 assists five, tied for 37 sacks with 10. He's first. Two two forced fumbles, tied for fifth. He's got a 21% win percentage. You know how I feel about those win percentages. Anything over eight to 12 is gravy. But <clears throat> between Crosby and Watt, every single week they are just killing it out there. Um, moving on a little bit here because those two guys are almost interchangeable week to week. I put Micah Parsons at three. Do you see who he's playing? Yeah, and I noticed the <laughs> I noticed the Giants were number one on the draft for the offensive line. So there could be a case to make that Parsons could be in that number three spot. Look at how crazy that I almost put Parsons at two, but That's you know, I, I really love Watt. I you know. <laughs> the the you it's really either or but if you look at this like holy smokes uh what parsons has done in his little bit of time between being a linebacker and p- between a defensive lineman what parsons has done is just simply incredible for that defense i mean anytime you get a guy that makes everyone else around him look better um not only is he playing the giants they gave up all of those sacks um he's got a 33% win rate 16 tackles in a season 16 Six assists, tied for 24. Sacks, this is why you want him. Eight, he's tied for nine. Force fumbles one, tied for 15. I mean, is there any more I could say about those guys uh, <laughs> that hasn't been said? Um, so this is my top tier, you know, Crosby, Watt, Parsons. And I threw Miles Garrett in there because, heck. That's Miles Garrett. From, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Browns fan I'm talking to, guys. Yeah, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is uh, – is phenomenal. I mean, to say the least, he's just a freak of nature with his 11 tackles. That's tied for 52nd. Assist four, tied for 48. This is why you own him. Sacks at 10, tied for first with Crosby. Force fumbles one, and he's got a knack for for uh, for for pushing for, for for punching the ball out. I mean, he's number one with force fumbles, and he's got a 38% win rate. He's going against Baltimore. That's a pretty average middle-of-the-pack matchup. It's pretty average. But the thing about the thing about Miles Garrett is he can beat better than average linemen. We see it every week. And he'll chase you down. Yeah, he will. Uh, moving on to five, you know, slightly a little bit down. I got Nick Bolson. Okay. Nick Bosa's got a 21% win rate, despite being double-teamed 27% of the time. Let me just say that again. The man's got a 21% win rate, yet he is doubled more than one-fourth at a time. So, you know, you don't just get to where you are Nick Bosa level without without that. His season is, is a little bit on the down, considering I have him at four. 13 tackles tied for 41st. Assist with three, 68th. Sacks four, 37th. And I know what you're probably thinking. You're like, man, I bet you're wondering why I have him so high versus Jacksonville. Well, I'm going to tell you why. Jacksonville is one of those teams, they give up pressures, man. They, if you, you, if you, if you look at these stats as a ruler guide, like, like the way I'm trying to explain it, it's great when you have stats. But if this is one of those cases where the stats don't really show up. They don't really show up for Parsons. 
because he doesn't look like he's having a stellar season. But let me just show you one thing, Jamie, okay? I'm going to show you one thing. Let's Can see you it. see my screen right now? Uh, yes, sir. Okay, this is pro football reference. If anybody out there wants some cheap stats and just well, that, look. That's a great site to go on. I use it almost every day. Okay, now you already kind of know the answer what I'm going to say. Who do you think leads the league in quarterback hits? Mr. Nick Bosa with 48. Yeah, and if you, like look at, Bosa. <laughs> if you look at this stat, if you look at this stat, it's not even close. The next guy's Crosby at 36. He is destroying people. He's just not getting the almighty sack this year so far, right? Um, also, um, uh, the Jaguars are not very good at offensive line protection. It looks like it on the paper, but they give up a lot of pressures. So put all that together any given week. Bosa gets in there, pressure, makes a hit. He can be a top four or five play for you. So that's why I got him so high. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at Lawrence right now. I mean, he does get pressure a lot. Yeah, mm -hmm. 43 pressure throws. So, yeah, I, I like that call. We got a lot of guys on this list, and I'll move through them a little quicker. Uh, number six is Daniel Hunter. 27 tackles, four assists. Ten. Ten. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he, uh, uh, 27 ta tackles is actually fourth ranked. Assist with 10, tied for seventh. Sacks at 10. Yeah. Force fumbles three, tied for second. He's playing New Orleans. New Orleans is a suspect offensive line for the same reasons I said above. Nope. Um, Hunter Hutchinson is all in that same category. Aiden Hutchinson's the same way. He's a 13 tackle guy, tied for 35th. Two in assists, tied for 87th. Sacks, he's at four. He's tied for 32nd. But the reason I like him, Force fumbles one. He's tied for 15th. He's playing the Chargers. The Chargers are going to go back. They're going to throw passes. He can eat this week. Um, and, again, he's always just one of those freak athletes. He's always in people's conversations. He's always going to be the one with the ball. And the same thing with the next two, Allen and, and Thibodeau. They're the same exact kind of players. Allen and Thibodeau, uh, let me run those guys together for you, okay? Uh, let's do Allen first. Allen's got 15 tackles of the season tied for 31st. He's got four assists tied for 48th. He's got nine sacks tied for 6th. Force fumbles two, tied for fifth. Fresh off a of bye week, he's getting the San Francisco 49ers. And they have showed statistically they can be they can be beaten this year at the defensive end position. So I like Josh Allen this week. And I also like number nine, Caden Thibodeau. Uh, 11 tackles, tied for 52nd. Assist with seven, tied for eighth. Force fumbles one, tied for 15th. Nine sacks, tied for sixth. If you are playing... You only care about those sacks. If you're playing this guy, you know he's a sack-dependent guy, and he has nine of them. He's going up against the Cowboys. Rivalry team, bloodbath game. I can see this one happening. I can see this going down as one of those games where, where he makes big plays. Yeah, so when I was doing my offensive rankings, uh, just the initial ones, mm -hmm. the reason that I put uh, – I was debating between Purdy and Gino, right? Mm -hmm. The reason I put Purdy lower is because of Josh Allen. Oh, there you go. Oh, there, there we go, right there. I pretty, I feel pretty strong about that. That that top nine. I say it again: Crosby, Watt, Parsons, Garrett, Bosa, Hunter, Hutchinson, Allen, Thibodeau. Here's where I get a little bit froggy when I'm looking at my ten to fifteen. This is where I get a little bit spicy. 
I know you know who this is, Boye Mafe, because we talked him on the show, and I did a waivers article about yes, Boye Mafe. Yeah, he's only 38% owned on Sleeper still. Like, what are you all waiting for? <laughs> um, let me let me show, show you guys a tweet about Mr. Mafe, okay? I'm literally, this is what I wrote on Twitter, I'm literally putting Boye Mafe in my top 10. Mm-hmm. I have not seen any other ranker do this, so this, this may make or break me this week. I'm going to put this, him in the top 10. This is a bold call. I love it, though. Yeah. See, uh, so he's got six sacks in six consecutive games. And what's interesting about that is he didn't really start. He didn't start playing until like three games ago. So in his three starts, he has three sacks. Um, and he's the third highest win rate in the entire NFL. Remember we went over that? Yes, sir. He went nope. down a little bit. He's only 27% now only. He trails Parsons and Garrett. That is it. That is it on Mafe. And if that ain't good enough, here's another stat for you. Okay. Um, here's kind of his career, man. Week one, no sacks. Okay. Week two, he was injured. Can't fault him there. Mm-hmm. Week three, a sack, two QB hits. Week four, he was sacked. Week five, a bye week. Can't fault him there. Week six, another sack. Week seven, another sack. Week eight, a sack, four QB hits, fumble recovery. Week nine, Sack, force, fumble, fumble, recovery. What more do we want? What he, more do you want out of this man? I picked him up, I think, week six. You did? After you told me about him. And I started him every week in my dynasty league. And he's been getting me like 20, 25 points every week in that league. <laughs> and, Don't you love uh, it when you have somebody that knows their IDP and they're, they're giving yeah. them little tips? <laughs> and then it's, not, it's four weeks later, and now I'm starting to hear other people talk about him. So, um, I mean, we're going to get in a little bit later. I think Rashawn Gary is going to have an end of season kind of like that, too. Um, so we're on number 11 for me. Number 11 is Alex Highsmith. And this brings up a good point, okay? This comes from the mailbag. Um, I got a question from, from uh, UY2ID, and he asks – what do you think about Highsmith going up against the, the, a very good Packers offensive line? Okay. This question I felt was smart enough that I wanted to go over with you guys on the show. Okay. Um, the reason I want to bring this up and take a little time to discuss this, I kind of want to be careful with stats and numbers. Be careful. Use numbers as a ruler guide. But just because you see a number, don't automatically assume that they are a great offensive line, okay? Um, let me show you, because I had to do my homework on this too. Let me show you where where he, he got that idea from. All right, Jamie, when you look at the Packers, right, they're all the way down the bottom. They've only given up oh, 18 even... sacks this year, right? Oh, there they are. Yeah, third last. Right, they look good, right? They look like a good offensive line, don't they? I mean, they do. I mean, you can't you can't really fault what he what the man said. They they look like a team that uh, knows how to protect their quarterback, what have you. Okay. But you gotta remember, their pass attempts are one of the lowest in the leagues. Like they're at like twenty. Mm-hmm. Pass so attempt. here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna bring it over over here. We're gonna look at some advanced stats. Can you see my screen? Uh, I see the graph. Yes, sir. Um. Okay. Hold on. So we're going to go ahead and I'm going to show you this. Uh, Let me go ahead and 
And while you're doing that, uh, I did notice Jordan Love. He is number quarterback 31 in pressured throws. So they, Ooh. so Jordan Love, their line is allowing a lot of pressured throws. Yes, they are. And that was going to be a point I'm bringing. Be, so let's, let's, his completion let's rate's not that great. So like he's just throwing the ball away. So mm-hmm. if you can get to him, I mean, that might be why the offensive line numbers are skewed a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's what we call a misnomer. When we're looking at stats, stats are good, but stats are also misleading. Let's not forget, you know, the the, the Packers, which, you know, obviously that according to that, would, you would assume they have the seventh best offensive line. First thing we wanted to validate and see that, which, which was correct. You know, I see where he's getting that stat from. You know, give up the seventh least sacks, you know, da 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 At one point during the season, them and the 49ers were tied as like second best. So I do understand why somebody would think the Packers are good, but they're not a very good offensive line, and you just showed us. It's very misleading. Let's take a deeper look. Jamie, the first two weeks of the year, they played the Bears and the Falcons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing those teams got in common, they are the bottom teams in pass rush, aren't they? Yeah, yes. And even when they played them, their PFF grade's not that great. They got 85.3 against the Bears, 70.2 against the Falcons, okay? In that game – um, their, their tackle, I believe his name is David back at, back at Terry. I'm not good at pronouncing it. He had a season ending injury. Okay. The Packers still allowed a sack against the bears. Then they go on and surrender another sack, actually two sacks against Atlanta. And then they go to new Orleans and it was 73. See how it dropped their PFF grade their offense line. And they gave up another sack there. Okay. For a team in transition, with a new starting quarterback, that's, that's not a, that's not a good look. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Look at the Lions week four. The Lions week four, they got exposed. Remember that big Hutchinson game? This is it right here. The offensive line gave uh, PFF pass blocking was only 60.4. Hutchinson went off. He had like, I want to say he had like, he sacked the quarterback five times that game. I don't know if you remember that game. Uh, no, I didn't watch that game, but I saw the stats here. So, so here's where, here's the point I'm trying to draw. Okay. You got Hutchinson right here. The next week they got Crosby and Crosby went off. Crosby was dominant in his game too. The following week, the Denver Broncos went after him and their pass blocking grade already dipped to 54.4. Week eight, they had Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter got uh, one of four of Minnesota sacks. So you see they're bleeding. Last week started, and look at this. Look at the rest of this list. Last week is the ultimate warrior test against the Packers' offensive line. They are getting a lineup of ferocious, elite defensive linemen. Okay, it's going to start week nine with Aaron Donald. Just happened; he got himself some play. Right, week ten you got Watt and Highsmith coming to town. Week eleven you got Bosa and the Mac boys. Right. Week 10, here comes Aiden Hutchinson again, right? And then, you know, week 14, of course, you got um, you got Kevon Thibodeau coming back in. So, again, when you look at this, there's going to be a lot of serious good players coming at them. Um, let's pull that stat one more time just for GP, okay? When you go ahead and look at the stats, okay, where were they, we said? They were, they were uh, Packers. They were 18. They gave them 18 sacks. They could theoretically give up six to eight sacks in the next couple weeks, okay? 
That would put them at 25th. They're down here. So they're going to go from all the way atop offensive line all the way down here. I mean, it's all speculative, but it's fun to do. But by mo- no means um, – no means uh, – and that was a good question from the mailbag. By no means do I think the Packers are a strong offensive line. And I would not uh, – I definitely – you know, Watt, of course, is always matchup proof, always. But, but you know, with, with, without Tyson, I would not be pulling it out of the lineup. This is one of those cases where you look at a number – and the numbers can be misleading. Nope. All right, nope. moving on a little bit here. Let's get back to the rankings. I just wanted to share that because I thought that was a pretty smart question. Um, I went down, and this is kind of dealer's choice, guys. 12 is Buckner. I'm going to come back to Buckner in a second. But number 13, you can put either Bengal. You can put Hubbard. You can put Hendrickson. Uh, 14, Granderson, 15, Joey Bosa after the performance he had. The bottom of this tier, not really a much to say, guys, because you could insert players, okay? Um, on my bubble, I just said I got Hendrickson, I got Rashad Gary, I got Montez Sweat, Chase Young, and you know who I got 25th, 24th right now? Bryce Huff. Be on the lookout for Bryce Huff as he gets more and more snaps and more and more play. Uh, be on the lookout for him. I'm enjoying – what we're seeing out of him this year. Um, any questions on any of that? Uh, I think- uh, yeah, I mean, I've been seeing uh, Bryce Huff's name coming up a lot this past week. So that that's a great ranking for him right there. Uh, another thing is you said the Bengals guys, Hendrickson and Hubbard. I actually yeah. have both of them in my IDP guys tournament. And I keep going back and forth. Which one should I start with? <laughs> And I usually go at Hubbard. So I, I like how you have Hubbard over him in the, the tier above. Because traditionally, Hubbard is tackle friendly, and this is a tackle friendly league. Um, what's weird is <laughs> Hendrickson is more of a sack big play kind of guy. So depending on your scoring, they, they, they're they interchangeable. Um, I'm going to go back to Buckner. And I thought this was a smart question, too, from Wrench Tiles. He said, Steve, I don't understand the notion because I've said this before, and I think I said at the beginning of the pod too, defensive tackle this year and mostly last year has been streamable. It's a streamable position. Um, This guy here is talking about the notion of why is defensive tackle streamable. Uh, I thought the uh, plausible idea was to draft only the top guys like a Donald or a Jones who are reliable as there's a major drop in position. So according to his question, he's trying to he's trying to relate defensive tackle like tight end. You know, you got your Travis Kelsey, your Mark Andrews, and then it just drops off. Um, you know what? You're not wrong. About three, four years ago, that's how people played IDP. We were kind of allergic to defensive tackles. But I'm going to say in the last two years or so, there was a huge boom at the nose tackle position. Um, and I'm going to tell you why in a moment, okay? But I was actually curious about that, and I never actually looked this up before. Um, was the defensive tackle groups recently, was it actually good or was it just random occurrences? So I started pulling numbers, just looking at random players, and I'm getting guys like Quinn Williams. I'm getting guys like Justin Simmons. I'm having guys just show up week to week, and I noticed a, a, a common group. There's like four or five of them, right? As I noticed this group, I realized something. They all came from the same exact draft class. So when you do the math on this, there was a draft that happened in 2019. Let me just show it to you, Jamie. 
this draft class changed everything, okay? I don't know if you're familiar with this draft class, so I'm going to put it on the screen. For the audience that's on Spotify and can't see, I just literally just put a, the 2019 defensive tackle draft class on the board. There were um, there were five players taken in the first round. Ed Oliver, Christian Wilkins, Dexter Lawrence, Jeffrey Simmons, Jeffrey Tillery, and there's a couple there's a couple guys in here you may know Greg Greg Gaines, Draymond Jones. There's a PJ John. There's a couple guys in here that are probably playable in deeper leagues. But the reason I wanted to bring this up is that's why the position's streamable now. If you think of most of us, we play in 10, 12 team leagues. You can pretty much catch one of these guys any given week. And this was an excellent question to ask me, especially on the bye week with what? We don't have an Aaron Donald, and we don't have a Chris Jones this week, and I already have Buckner popping in my top my top 15, you know? So, so yeah, you can definitely get away with streamable position because the athletes we have coming out now are a lot different than they were five years ago. So maybe maybe it's a case of recency bias a little bit. But, yeah, defensive tackle has been like this for a couple of years. We just started noticing it. So, going off that, uh, I actually have Ed, Otto, Ed Oliver in the IDP League. And I noticed he kind of popped off a few weeks here and there. with like 16, 23, 13, 14. But then he had a 9, 3, 7. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like totally streamable, man. I, I, totally, I get that, man. He plays a one technique, and, you know, this covers kind of all the different techniques and what have you. Um, this is probably the best defensive tackle. Well, I take that back. This is arguably the best defensive tackle class I've ever seen. I would have to go back to 2011 when you've seen guys like uh, uh, let me just think like like JJ Watt, you had Vaughn Miller, you had Olin Smith, and you had Ryan Kerrigan. They were all coming out playing interior, and uh, so you know that might this might be one of the better defensive lineman classes, if you will. And it was all in the defensive tackle, all in the interior. So I think that's why it's streamable. Um, one more point I wanted to make, and I'll, you know, I'll put this to bed. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that really good running back draft class we had a couple of years ago. We had CMC, we had Kamara, we had Zeke. Uh, there's a writer, Pete Howard. He did an article on this, and he noted that, you know, back then everybody was taking running back early, early, early because you know there was such a scarcity. When those guys came out, we started more disregarding it because everybody in the ten to twelve had a had a team. Same thing with defensive tackle. Same thing with defensive tackle. So maybe that's where we're at, that Pete Howard article when he noted that, you know, a really strong running back group like this. And it's about to age out, so it may change again. But maybe the positions are less valuable or less scarcity um, until they age out. So, so just something to look at. But, yes, we are definitely in a fine, fine time for defensive tackles. And on bye weeks, you can definitely get away with, with using some of these guys. So excellent question. Uh, I'm going to go over this list one last time. And I'm going to show you guys what I have, and then we'll um, we'll move on to the next category, okay? Uh, yeah, I love how you brought up Peter Howard, man. I love that guy. I just I love his ass- accent. <laughs> it makes me want to listen to him even more. So if you've never heard of Peter Howard, go check him out. So so just to recap, and you know I love doing defensive linemen. Uh, just, just to recap, uh, you know, all the measures I do, so I don't want to keep, uh, keep beating that dead horse, but 
I got Max Crosby one this week, TJ Watt two, Mika Parsons three. All of those are good options. Miles Garrett four. Slight break. I got at number five, Nick Bosa. Number six, I got Daniel Hunter. Number seven, I got Aiden Hutchinson. Number eight, I got Josh Allen. Number nine, I got uh, Kayvon. Number 10, I got Mafe. Sleeper alert. Watch that. I'm sure by the time we all get our rankings together, he'll be getting pushed up. Number 11, I have Highsmith. You guys know why. Number 12, I'm more than okay with Buckner. And then the end of the list, this is dealer's choice. I'm going to give you my last three, and I'm going to give you the guys on the bubble. I got Sam Howard, Carl Granderson, Joey Bosa. Henderson's fine. Gary's fine. Montez Sweat's fine. Heck, Chase Young's fine. Um, I would even put an honorable mention for Bryce Huff. He's moving up there. I got him top 24. That completes my defensive lineman. I'm going to go ahead for the audience that's watching. I'm just going to show you who else I have in here. Um, Jamie, any thoughts on this defensive lineman uh, week 10? Uh, yeah, I noticed. Okay, so you got Chase Young, mm -hmm. top 20. Uh, I mm -hmm. believe he plays what team? The 49ers. No, uh, what team does he play? Jacks or uh, yeah, Jacksonville, right? Or no? Uh, this week? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so Chase Young, he's getting a pretty sweet matchup with Jacksonville, mm -hmm. and they give it up for pressures. Yeah. And didn't they play Jacksonville earlier this year? Chase Young? No, they didn't. No. Washington did not play Jacksonville. I, I thought I saw that. Yeah, I was looking. So maybe Chase looking Young up. was traded to the 49ers. Yeah. So the 49ers are playing Jacksonville. Yeah, but didn't uh Washington already play Jacksonville oh, this year? Oh, good question. Um, so I, was, I, I thought I saw something. I, I was looking at it and I noticed he I think he already played them. Well, we could find out real quick. That's an excellent so, question. Yeah, so what he did is I'm pretty sure he already went off against them when he was on Washington. So let's just go ahead and Jonathan Allen's still there, right? So let me – so the, the Commanders played – no, they didn't. They played the Cardinals, Broncos, Bills, Eagles. No, they didn't. That would have been a smart look, though. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to move on to defensive back. Uh, you can see my screen, of course, right? Uh, yeah, I can. Okay, and I'm going to go through, through, through these ones quick because we all know how yeah. you love your defensive backs, man. Oh, yeah, and you know how I do it. I go solo tackles. I go uh, how many times targeted, catches allowed. I'm looking at snap counts, too. Um, to answer your question earlier, snap count's great. I'm looking for 90 100%, okay? But the thing is, that's kind of a lazy answer, Jamie, because context matters. Say your team is only playing 28% of snaps, right? They only got 28% defensive snaps because their offense is moving the ball. Okay, he got 100%. whoop de damn do My guy only got 80, but he played 40, you know? So the volume of those snaps also matters, not just the percentage, you know? Also, for a defensive back, where are those snaps? He's playing 28 snaps and they're back in the free safety spot. You better hope he's a big play guy because if not, we got uh, <laughs> you're not getting many tackles. And that's kind of how I got this list ranked. So the top four, Jamie – they're kind of hard not to see it, but you have it in some order. Bynum, Curl, James, Hamilton. That's how I have it. Uh, number one is Cam, Cameron, Cameron Bynum. I uh, rank in Bynum here early uh, when most sites didn't, and they didn't think it was cool at the time. Well, you know, I kind of I kind of did this a couple weeks ago. 
He got 60 tackles on the season. He's ranked for first as a defensive back. I say it again. He's got 60 tackles. That's linebacker numbers. Okay. He's got one interception. That's two tied for fifth. He's got, he's been thrown at 42 times. That's second. A couple weeks ago, he was first. And the same thing, receptions allowed 22 tied for second. He was first. So teams are starting to figure it out to stay the heck away from him. Right. But, you know, I target guys like that who may be a liability in coverage because they'll make the clean play. So that's why I have Bynum first. Right behind him, same fit as Cameron Curl. 15 box snaps he plays, which is nice. 54 tackles, second on season. 33 tackles, fourth. Receptions allowed, 23, sixth. So he's the same kind of player. And Derwin James, when he's healthy, he got 10 in the box, 28 tackles, 19th. Interceptions, 117th. Targets, 20. Uh, 20 uh, uh, allowed is 16th. That's tied for 23rd. Either one of those guys, I'm very excited to have. Let's throw in Kyle Hamilton while we're here at four. Eight box snaps. Last week he had th- – uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he had eight box snaps last week. 36 solos tied for 23rd. One INT tied for 17th. Targets 31, catches allowed 16th, okay? This, this part here completes my uber athlete superhuman tier – Really, I get kind of excited for this next tier. This interests me, okay? Because the next tier are usually those guys that you can get at a discount. Those are the guys that I'm never gonna I'm never gonna see those top four guys unless I made a trade or unless it was a rookie draft or something. You know, I'm never gonna get them. So this next tier is the one I kind of get because I, you know, I place premiums on other positions. This next tier is guys that are like in different team schemes, situation fits. Stuff that I'm actually interested in looking at, okay? So number six on my list, you're going to see a guy, okay? His name is Kyle Duger, okay? Anything jump out to you, my friend? Kyle Duger. These are every single snap that he has played this year. Oh, let's see. What am I looking at? Box score? Yeah. Um... <laughs> there it is. Yeah, that's... <laughs> so... Let me just put it in in, 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 in in comparison, okay? So I just told you that Derwin James had 10 box plays. Cameron Curl had 15, you know. Okay, that's good week, right? This dude has how many? How many a week does he get in the box? 38, 40, 35 <laughs> at the least, I'm seeing. Bill's playing him like a wild man. Bill is playing him as the linebacker, if not, right? So he's got 44 tackles on the season. Shocker, right? That's seven. Interceptions, two, tied for fifth. Targets, 33, tied for fourth. Receptions allowed, 17. I'll take that third. Duh. Last week alone, Jamie, he had eight tackles, one sack, one INT. He's been like this for about three weeks now, okay? Now, here's what else is kind of neat. If you were to go over, and I'm going to do it just to show you guys what I am looking at, Okay. If you guys were to go over, you can see my screen, right? Yeah. Okay, if you guys, IDP, um, guys, we have this neat little snap count tool thing. If you were to go over to, we're going to do New England just to prove a point, okay? If you guys were to go over and we're going to look, we're going to look at Duggar the last three games, and you probably already know this, okay? If he's not getting around week 100%, week 200%, week 300%, week 490 Week five, he took a nap at 86. Week six, 91. Look at the last three games, Jamie. 100, 100, 100. Now, what did I say? 
That's great and all, but let's look at volume. 71 plays, 77 plays, 78 plays. Are you not licking your chops at this guy yet? And he gets all of those box plays. This is the guy to own, and I got him all the way down at six because there's no way I can get him any higher than that. There's no way. Crazy? Yeah, I like it. No, I like it, man, especially with the bad offense that the Patriots have. They're going to be seeing a lot more defensive plays. And, and, and like I said, just look at the, look at those numbers. They're right there. He's every week. He's right in the thick of it. Uh, I don't see. I don't see uh, most. I I last week I put him five, and people probably thought I was crazy. Well, he produced this week, so that's our guy. Okay, um, not just Duggar, but there's another player that meets that same criteria. Um, can you see Blackman on the screen? Uh, yeah, he's up there, Julian Blackman. Yeah, Julian Blackman, he's another guy. He's not necessarily an athlete. I got him. Well, okay, I got Dax Hill in between these two. Dax Hill's got four in the box. He's, you know, 13 just a week ago. He's got 35 tackles, tied for 21st. He's got catches out of 10. What I notice about Dax Hill and why I got him so low, there's a trend on Hill. They move him around based on matchups. It's hard to kind of predict his usage. So the two guys I'm really excited about in this tier are Julian Blackman and Duggar. Julian Blackman is the one I want to show you here. He's got 49 tackles. That comes in third ranked, okay? INTs, two, fifth. Targets, 26, tied for 15. Receptions allowed, 19, he's tied for 12. This is another player I want. Maybe not necessarily the best athlete, but he's clung to do what I need him to do. He's a Madden player for me. He's going to get decent value, and historically he gets 100% of all the snaps week to week. So you see this is I have a pattern. These are the kind of players that I like to follow. Um, I'm looking at players that do certain things for me, and either one is, is, is you know, I'm sailing on, on cloud nine for, okay? Um, pretty self-explanatory. Um, this next tier, this next tier I have, number eight, Jalen Petrie, number nine, Antoine Whitfield. Number 10, Grant Delpit. Number 11, Buda Baker. Number 12, Minka Fitzpatrick. Be careful with number 12. He's just coming back. He's just coming back off of a uh, of an injury. So I'm not quite sure. But every single one of those guys I just said, the reason they're in this tier is because they are freaks. PFF rankings on these guys are amazing, okay? What, what did I say? Uh, Antoine Whitfield. He's actually ranked fourth with overall defense at 88.9. Okay. Um, every hey, real, single real one of these quick, guys. Uh, I'm not seeing your rankings on the screen. Oh, you're not? I'm okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Blackman. Okay. So let me go ahead and share that with you. Thanks for saying that. Okay. Petrie, Winfield, uh, Delpit, Baker, uh, Minka, every single one of those guys in there, they're kind of freaks of nature. Um, and I was just giving you an example of how I based that. Uh, if you look at their, uh, if you look at their PFF rankings, you know, uh, like Anton Winfield, for example, he's ranked, he's tied for third. So he's got an 80, 89.9% uh, PFF, PFF grade right now. Um, a lot of these guys are more like freaks of nature at the bottom of my list. Because they hit a certain criteria for me. They hit the fact that they are really good at at being a safety and playing the big coverage and making the hits when we need them to. You know what I mean? 
Um, that's kind of why I have those guys where I have them. Um, not, not no exact science to it, but either one of those guys is going to hit. So I'm not going to spend too much time on them. But if you look at Delpit, Delpit's on that list too. Uh, Delpit's another one of those freaking natures. He got uh, – actually, hold on. Yeah, Grant Delpit's actually 10th on the list. His overall grade is 77.6. But that's all I was trying to show you. I was trying to show you why they, they hit that criteria. Uh, once I get down to the final tier, I got 13 Jesse Bates, 14 Josh Metellus, and the other Viking safety, 15 Harrison Smith. I'm kind of hopeful. I'm kind of trying to look for a couple different things. I'm trying to see – I'm trying to see because those guys get volume every week. Um, nothing really, nothing really special here. Uh, Jesse Bates, you got to be careful with. I did this on a podcast a couple weeks ago. Jesse Bates, all his plays are in are in deep free safety. They're all in the box, every single one of them. So you got to be careful with him when you're playing him. It's all interceptions, fumbles, what have you. Uh, Harrison Smith's an interesting one. I just wanted to show you that. You see how all his plays are all over the field. They got him at a corner. They got him in slot. They got him in the box. They got him moving around. They're they're using Harrison Smith as an overall team player as opposed to what we used to see out of Harrison Smith a couple years ago, all pro cover, shadow player. He's he's more he, his role is a little bit different on a younger team, which is kind of exciting, which is kind of exciting to see. Um so just to recap here, let me share my screen. These are my DBs. I got Cameron Bynum 1, Curl 2, James three, Hamilton four, Duggar five, Hill six, Blackman seven, Petrie eight, Winfield nine, Delpit ten, Baker eleven, Fitzpatrick twelve, Bates thirteen, Metellus fourteen, Harrison Smith fifteen, and then I'm just gonna scroll through my rankings here. There's a couple guys on the bubble. I'm like still not Ryan. seeing your rankings here because they're not showing up. Oh, okay. Let me uh, let me pull those on the stage. Okay. There's a couple guys on the bubble I like, uh, guys like uh, um, guys like Jamal Adams, or how about even Brian Branch? Uh, Brian Branch is going to be playing those those wide receivers of the Chargers. He's going to go down the field. There's a couple plays. Uh, there's a couple plays you can make in here. Um, if you're in a sleeper league, you know you can play the the, the Packer the, the Packers, the Cowboys. Bell he can play defensive back and he can play safety. He's a top thirty play this week too. So so here are my here are my DB rankings. I don't want to spend a lot of time here because again, even the top with the exception of the top guys, it's any given Sunday with any of these guys. Um, so we're gonna move on to linebackers. Any questions on any of that stuff, Jamie? Uh, yeah, for the DBs, real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone asked me earlier about uh, Bynum, and I told him to send me his waiver wire, and I know it's Hamilton. Is on his waiver wire, and for you, they're both top five. They are I remember correctly. So, yes. should I tell them to pick up like both of them? I mean, pick up Hamilton off the waiver, maybe stash them, play the matchup. So, so, so the answer is Bynum for me. Bynum is everything. If you have an opportunity to play Hamilton, see, depending on the setup, the setup's everything. Because I don't always have leagues where I need backups at safety. You know when you're playing offensive leagues and, you know, you see the guy with the roster has like three or four tight ends, you're like, why? You know, usually safety I cut first and tight end I cut first. I don't play a lot of those backups. 
I hoard key positions like running back, uh, running back, quarterback. Uh, so one QB, hell with it. I don't need backups, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. for, 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 for IDP, it's usually linebackers and it's usually elite defensive linemen, basic setup leagues, you know, and without knowing is, any context. And this is obviously a start one DB. Like, Oh no yeah, I wouldn't, throw. I would not because you think about 12 team league, any given week, any single one of those guys I listed, you can get away with, you know? Mm. So I wouldn't, I would, I would probably I would probably stash another linebacker, and then I have two. Yep. Uh, I, oh, man, you froze up, Steve. Oh. There you go. Hold on. There you back. go. You're good. You're okay. back. <laughs> All right. So uh, linebacker, pretty basic list, right? Uh, Ola Kuhn, one. Roquan Smith, two. We're not going to beat a dead horse here. We're not going to be a dead horse. We know we know they're one and two every single week. We know the matchups are good against the Niners and against the Browns. We're not even going to go over this one. Let's go straight to three, TJ Edwards. A lot of people still aren't paying attention to Edwards, which I think is weird. Edwards is a great player. He's great on film. He's great watching. He actually has 72 tackles on the year. That's second in the league. So to even have him at three is somewhat criminal, but you got to put Smith and Olakun ahead of him. So so seventy two tackles. He's got he's got uh, he's ninth in assists. He's got one forced fumble tied for eighth. Um, I don't see how you don't put him three, but there are some rankers that are putting Bobby Olk, Bobby Wagner there. I got Wagner fourth. Uh, we mentioned a couple podcasts ago, so I don't want to keep saying saying I want to try to highlight other players as I move around. Bobby Wagner. He's got 61 tackles, that's fourth. Assist, he's tied for ninth. He's got an 86.8 PFF grade on the season. That's impressive to me. Um, the thing about Bobby Wagner, he's a bit spotty. He has up and down weeks. But if you look at the overall body of work, if you pull his numbers, every single week he's like grinding out, making play, making stops, making stuff. So, so yeah, I would put Wagner fourth due to age. I put Edwards up a little bit higher. And then Edwards got a better matchup. So that's how I did that one. Five, I think Fred Warner is incredibly sneaky to be put in there. I really do. Uh, let me explain this to you, okay? Um, not only does he have the number one linebacker matchup, he's playing the Jags. They can't, they can't stop it. The Jags give up 52.20 points to that position. They give it up. So those linebackers are going to feast. If it ain't Greenlaw, it's definitely Wagner. But I'm looking on the season. Wagner's been a better play this year. He's got 47 tackles tied for 20th. He's got 29, uh, 24 tied as uh, assists. He's got two uh, force fumbles tied for second. I'm sorry. No, he's tied for uh, first force fumbles. So the thing about Wagner is he's got the matchup and he's got the stats. So a top five finish is really good for me. Um, My six. And this is a bit interesting. Because a lot of people still don't know who that is. Do you do you recognize the name? Oh, I know the name. Yeah, I've I've oh, looked at them in drafts. Yep. Okay, just just so people at home can see what I'm doing. Um, Aziz. We well, got Jordan Hicks pulled up. Yeah, I'm gonna pull him up here. Okay, Aziz. When there we you go. look at his numbers, when you look at his numbers on the year. What's not to like? Like, look at this guy. Every week he's logging 100%. Every single week he's grinding it out. He's giving you last week eight eight assists, two two souls. The week before is opposite, seven and four. 
nine and six. So, so you're getting multiple points out of Aziz every single week. He's got 54 tackles on the year. He's got 23 assists. Back to back, this guy's been been nailing it. So, I think my top six. I really think this top six is solid. Number one, Oku. Number two, Smith. Number three, Edwards. Number four, Wagner. Number five, Warner. Number six, Aziz. Now, this tier three, I'm not going to spend a lot of time because we have in other videos. So number seven, I got Quincy Williams. Number eight, I got C.J. Mosley. Either one of those Jets is fine against the Raiders. Number nine, I got Kaiser White. You guys know why. It's Atlanta. They're going to run the ball. Number 10, I got Logan Wilson. They're all fine. I don't want to spend too much time there. The rankings, you can adjust those. You know, dealer's choice, seven, eight, nine, and 10. I'm okay with that. But what I want to talk about is when we're at the deep end of this list and we're starting to we're starting to get in the 11s and 12s. What's fun, Jamie, during the bye weeks, what's fun is a lot of these players that probably wouldn't get recognition are getting it now, and it's exciting to see. Do you see a couple names on that list that maybe we don't talk about very much? Uh, Luvu, Sanborn. Yeah. All, on my, all on my bubble. Uh, Luvu, Greenlaw, they're all in the bubble. But let's talk about a number 11, Jordan Hicks. He had a great game. He had a great game. He had a sack, a QB hit, 11 tackles. I pulled his numbers. He's got a 78.3 PFF grade. Solid. Do you know what else? Since week two, he's had eight tackles or more every single week, except for one game. And I got him all the way down here at 11. You know who else has been solid? Levante David. And I know what you're thinking. Old man Levante David, right? Let's look at him a little bit more in depth, okay? Levante David is the is the linebacker to own. Wait, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm seeing Algier still. Algier. Okay, I'll, I'll pull him up. Okay, hold on. So, actually, you know what? Yeah, that's all right. You know what we'll do? We will actually talk, David, because it's a little bit – it's easier that way instead of – back to the screen i think we're having a thing so the thing about the thing about david is he's got 56 tackles on the season that's tied for eight he's got assist uh he's tied for 30th in assist one force fumble tied for eight i pulled his stats they're strong he's playing a team this week that has given up 42.40 to the running to the red the, the, the linebacker position that is pretty that is pretty good david's been strong all year and another one i want you to look at and I'm still trying to compile the data, but Patrick Queen is on a solid year. Patrick Queen is on a solid year of uh, of being the LB two there. And even some weeks he has better weeks than than the main guy does. He has better weeks than um, than Smith does there. So if you pay attention to it, Patrick Queen's on a good pace this year. Sometimes he outplays Smith, which is crazy because we got him ranked two. But Queen got 49 souls on the year. He's got uh, – he's tied for 24th in assist. He's playing the Browns. The Browns are the fifth best in that position, 49.40. Sign me up for Patrick Queen or Smith this week. The numbers look good. Uh, the last two in this tier, I'm a little bit skeptical on, but they're just freak athletes uh, for different reasons. One is a freak athlete. Uh, uh, Brooks, he doesn't get the snaps I typically want. Uh, he's probably getting between 70, 80 a given week. That's okay. But 53 tackles, he's tied for 15th. 
You know, 20 tackles, he's tied for 15th. Uh, assists, excuse me. Force fumbles, he's, got, he's tied for 8th. Um, he's had 10 tackles every single game but two. And the guy's coming off a tear. And he's coming off an injury. I mean, you got to give him a break, right? The only thing he doesn't have is my snaps. So even sometimes when guys don't hit my metrics, I'm still going to include them in my in my stuff. I'm still going to put them in there. Now, Bobby O's the opposite. I don't really see anything exciting there. But he's the kind of guy that's he's getting all the snaps and he's sitting there and he's going to eat. He's going to have his weeks. And because he's just there, he's tied for fifth with 59 tackles. He's tied for ninth in assists. He's got 22. He's got one interception tied for seven. Okay. He's got two forced fumbles. He's tied for first. PFF grade's not that solid, but it's good enough, 85.5. Since week two, he's had every game. Uh, <laughs> he's got tackles of seven or more, I think, except one. Let me pull that up real quick. Hold on. Yeah, I do like your uh, Levante David ranking of 12. <laughs> Um, I just was looking at him, and he's six in solo tackles. I mean, he's uh, got he's twelfth in run stuffs, tackles for loss. He's number three, fancy points per game. He's getting like twenty one. I definitely wanted to put David or or Bobby Owen here mm. at the bottom of my list. Same thing with Bobby O, though. Every single week, he's got seven. He's got nine. He's got eleven. He's got eleven. He's got. Th- He's up there every single week. He does not – I'm sorry, the first game of the year, he didn't get eight. But ever since then, in that nine weeks, he's got he's got eight. Let's pull up David while we're at it. Uh, David's an interesting one, too. He's out playing – he's out playing um, Devin White. Um, what were you saying about David? Uh, let's see. I, I, I noticed you have him ranked higher than a lot of people that I've noticed. Yeah, I do. Uh, but he yes. is sixth – Six in solo tackles uh, position. He's uh, number three in tackles for loss. Twelfth uh, in run stuffs. And let's see, 21.8 points per game, which is number four. Mm-hmm. And that's just the site I'm looking at. I don't, these numbers could be a little off, but. I mean, when, when you look at David, when you look at David, it's pretty sweet. It's a sweet matchup here. Um, and then on top of that, not just the matchup, but every single week, let's go to week six, nine solos, three assists. Week seven, eight solos, five assists. Week eight, six solos, eight assists. Week nine, nine solos, two assists. So why are we backing on David? Why are we forgetting this guy? Is it because he's old? Are we ageists? Why are we not letting – why are we not putting David in here each week? That's what boggles my mind. It just doesn't make – it doesn't make sense that we have David so darn low, you know? So, but anyway, that completes my list. And what I'm going to do for the audience at home, I'm going to actually scroll through it real quick so you guys can take a look at it. Number one is Olaku. Number two is Smith. Uh, hold Number on, I'm three... not the list. Gotcha. Number three is Edwards. Number four is Wagner. Mm-hmm. Number five is Warner. Six, we got Aziz. Seven, we got Quincy Williams. Eight, Mosley. Nine, Kaiser White. Ten, Logan Wilson. Eleven, Jordan Hicks. Twelve, David. Thirteen, Patrick Queen. Fourteen, Jordan Brooks. Fifteen, Bobby O. Then I got a couple guys on the border, on the bubble. You know, the TJ Watts, the Lulus, the Greenlaws, the Sanborns. 
you know, any given week, don't don't sleep on Kyle, Kyle Kenneth Murray. I got him 22. Blake Cashman, 25. That's going to win somebody some money out there. Uh, Cashman is, for some reason, getting all the snaps over on that team. And I guess we've had it wrong this whole time. But, yeah, that completes my linebackers list. So uh, I have Jamie. a quick question. Uh, uh -huh. So I noticed uh, Holcomb is on IR, right? Yes. Uh, who's going to be taking his place? Because uh, I know Roberts could be in line for some more snaps. So do you need to see it before you rank them? Or, like, where do you well, have them? That's a good question. And we're going to go back over to the snap count on the idpguys.org. Um, so the thing is about the Steelers, right? They um, – they have a good linebacker core. Um, and one thing that I enjoy when I look at the Steelers this year, they're in a good situation. Despite the man having a bad year and despite the man being hurt, okay, you have a Land Landon Roberts. He leads the league in run stops and run stop percentage. He's owned in just 22% of leagues. I got him on my waivers article. Jamie, if you get a chance to read my waivers article on Fancy Six Pack, I somehow referenced Bon Jovi for every single player. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I just recommend everyone going to check that out. Heck, yeah. But anyway, with the only problem with Landon Roberts, he doesn't get the snaps. So your answer mm -hmm. is it's probably Quan Alexander. Quan's got 69, 60, 65, 38, 40, 69, 86. But this is a great opportunity for a deeper league to pick up a Landon Roberts. Like I said, he leads the league in run stops, run defense. Okay, his only problem has been snaps. 43 week one, 42, uh, and, then, and then week two, 31. Week three, he's got, what, the 24. Um, so it's picking up. Last week he had 50, but he's still a little bit behind these other guys. So that's what I would do. That's who I'd go with. Um, but, yeah, keep an eye on both of them. Um, this completes the episode, guys. Uh, Jamie, tell everybody where they, where they could find you. Yeah, I'm over at uh, Going for Two, um, doing a Sunday morning start-sit show every Sunday. And then uh, Tuesday nights, we have a fancy cheat sheet. So come check us out over there. And then I'm always, at, always, every day, all at the Facebook Fancy Football Discussion Group. We got 40,000 members. Uh, I always be posting stuff. Steve's in there, too. So come check us out. And then you can follow Jamie on his handle, Jamie, uh, at Jamie Perogue. Um, the other thing, too, guys, I wanted to take time to show y'all is we actually got a um, uh, IDP Guys Network is starting a new promotion starting on November 19th. Subscriptions are now 50% off. We'll be adjusting everyone's coupon codes as well. So just great content. You know, if you want to talk to me or you want to talk to other, you know, creators, we have SitStar, we have Discord. I'm in there. I'm in there all week as well. Um we finished a little bit early this week. So, again, guys, if you guys want to come on the show or if you guys have questions, please, by all means, just, just leave it in the comments. You know, a kind word goes a long way. A smart comment goes a long way. You see, I put it into the show. Um, if you guys can think of any other things that you'd want to see on here, besides just rankings, we try to go in-depth. We try to use PFF and all that stuff, too. By all means, we're going to grow this show in the offseason. We're probably going to do some Dynasty info as well. Uh, Jamie, any closing thoughts? Uh, no, great show. I actually learn a lot every time me and you have a conversation, and I love Man, it. That's, that's what I try to do. I try to bring me smarter. I got, and I try to bring smart guests on. 
Like yeah, I mean, you know, I'm new to IDP. I just started this year pretty much, and you've been teaching me everything I know. So appreciate it. I appreciate you. And we appreciate you too, Jamie. And we're going to close out the show on that note. Again, guys, if you like what you see, keep watching. If you guys keep watching, I'll keep doing this. Um, we're only as great of a great of a team by the information we put out and i'm going to keep trying to put out great content and keep trying to find you guys great guests it's going to rotate some weeks i'm going to be by myself some weeks i'm going to have guests some weeks i'm just going to have you know random guys that we know and we're going to bring them on okay so again subscribe to idpguys.org um, and receive that coupon code okay all right we're going to head out let's have a great night Thank you.